if you put me in the Midlands now and 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 take the sea away from me, I wouldn't live nor in Tatar. I like that sea and I love to walk along with the cliffs. The cliffs, you know, there's cliffs along with the sea. And I love to walk around there and take a stroll and watch the tide going in and going out. And there is something in it that gets you. I was 84 years ago, I was born here, never left it since. There was four or five in every house, and seven and eight, nine and ten. And there was a house here, or the class, and there was 15, 16 children in the house. Everyone nearly had ten in family in that time. We had, there was only three, was it, when we were young, which um, that we, we had enough for all we had. There was tough times that time. All the neighbours I had when I was here, like um, up to, we'd say up to 16, or 15, 60, all the Murugandesh, all the old, old my class now they, they died. Well, of course, I were younger than, than, than a lot of them, you know, they were kind of older than me. And the old people that we buried as much people, you know, the generation before that, I spent my life burying them. And they, they, they died young. They didn't much go, hardly 70 years of them. There isn't an old man now in, in, in this place we call Mohr. Do you know that this is called Mohr, Heather here? All the six villages is called Mohr. There's Valley Herak and Valley Lan, Kikan, Valnelachin. Shagana and Kinaiti, Alden village, and that's Mohan, Karl Mohan. school. What was it like, John? Uh, it was tough. Well, you know, it was all right, but um, you, hadn't, uh, the, you hadn't the good clothes. You had no shoes nearly nearly winter and summer. And, uh, you know, you had only light little bad clothes, but which didn't matter. We went through it, and we went to school without no shoes and, and parts of the winter without shoes. In our school, there was two yards, like, with the back of it, and you'd there was a wall between, pardon me, between the two yards, like, and if you went, the, there was girls there, and there was six, seventeen, eighteen years, 
And if you went over there, boy, if anyone threw your calf, everyone wore calves that time, you know. And if you went over in that yard with yourself for two, well, you would hardly ever come back again. They'd pull you, they'd pull you asunder. Well, I was in... Is the girls would, is it? The girls would. We was all, I was all school one day, and someone threw my calf over across the stone wall over to the girls' yard. And, of course, you'd be an awful coward if you didn't go for your cap. And so I went up on the wall and over. And they were dancing over in another corner. And when they saw me, they ran hither to me like vagues. They cut me and they knocked me. And they dragged every bit of the clothes that was above on my back and, and trousers and every bit. They stood up there like, like no, what they call it, well, in like, you know, torpedo, they'd be or a shipwrecked. And you had no clothes at all, in you? No clothes. And they and the, the around me. And the master saw that I'd gone on abroad. And he came out. And he made for me. And he gave me three lashes of a cane across the bottom. So I collapsed in it and I got knocked out. Well, when you were young, John, we were all Lord in We were nor we mog, nor han me go in sail so. I was need end farnishan, a hand farawan, a will guide ye. Isn't it to him? Well, more in I couldn't you ask that you not gaster dinyard at on on railway loads lad? Well, you're not you know, you know, all the air I guess no no of Napoli to lower Cunish. I tracked Gohenla, so slackwood. I after well, John, when you were going to school, then all the other kids spoke Irish. You didn't use any English. Well, no, we didn't speak Irish going to school. A lot of the young lads, they didn't like it like the Irish. And we didn't speak going to school to each other. But at well, the same time, when you were playing with young fellas, you spoke Irish. Oh, they would have understand it. They would all have understand it. Well, you know, in the generation that was before me, you know, we would say the generation be. They hadn't toward gone to school and writing. With times was changing in my my ages far back. With times were changing then. But you know the people that was before that they had, they had no word at all with all Irish.
Well, uh, we were we we all was worked in, in in the shore, you know. Vernon Kelf, you never heard of Kelf. I did, yeah. Making an idea out of it. Making idea out of it. Well, we, we were one year. My father and myself and and my sister. We used to we to the wingless we had taken we you know wingless with a rope folded up like you'd th- you'd have three baskets big baskets and you'd you'd have one lift above when did the one come up for to just yoke it on and head off and he'd have one full below you know while that basket would be gone up so the three baskets would be gone all the time and you'd if you was worked it nice and fast you'd make 60 baskets an hour that was a good load and that was about a load a dry load of weed it was well as well as that then you had land which belonged to your father I suppose that oh. you walked to we did sure well, well yet there was nothing making out of land in my time when I wouldn't chief wouldn't chief a herd with you well how many acres had you we had 30 acres 30 and uh, you know, and I remember to go down with water down to the scanner, you know, to his kind of partners. They'd bring it to you today, and next week you'd bring it to Dim Lake. And I had 16 water, stone, or 16 stone of water. And you know, how did they get for it? Below, below in the scanner, two and safety found. That was uh, very little, was it? Or was it a lot? In those sure, don't, don't you know what two and safety, and look at the price of it today. But you're talking now, John, of about maybe 70 years ago, are you? Well, I am. That's the t- well, it isn't, it isn't 70, no more than I suppose 50 years ago, or 40. And what did you have on the land? Did you have sheep or cattle or what? Or did you well, we had cows. Always. We had six, six or seven cows, like, you know. And uh, we'd put them in, we'd save hay and put them in, which we'd worked the most of our times in the shower. And one year we were in Kilf and we sought wheat to Connacht Minion off by the Lord for manure. And that year we made around 80 pound. And did you know that it was never known before anyone around here to earn 80 pound in the shore. They, were always said, they all said they'd go on the shore after that, that there was kind with him telling you it was well earned. John, now when you were young, uh, you used fellows go off with girls and that, or was it kind of forbidden by the priests? I know in some parts of the country, well, in the olden days, priests used to go around the black thorn stick and keep them off the roads. Or out of the Boreans. Well, you, you wouldn't be very happy if he came across you. Mm. And another thing I'll tell you about going to confession when we were young lads. So we were awful innocent. Telling the priest that we we kiss girls and do this little business and sure we should get a kick in the backside. There's if we do him just as well as us. <laughs> when you look back now on those times, did you think you were silly? That to tell him like yeah. I, I when I looks back at it now, I think we were the greatest deeds that we ever came into this world, to be telling what we was doing to another man, to another man with the same very nature in him that was in ourselves. 
Do you think that the young people today now are more wise in that, that they don't I take know those things as seriously? I know that people today don't know any of this stuff at heart, please. And they're perfectly right. You agree with that? I would agree with it. Because a man, a man and woman is the same nature. They came to the world for the same purpose. And sure, just many of the men and, and girls that the priest put half one either. I, rem- I know a man that was going with a girl and the priest met him in the road and he stopped his car and he came out and he kicked him. He kicked him around Just the because road. he was with the girl? Yeah, because he was with the girl. And that's the truth for you. Well, that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore, not for well, many well, years no, now. It do, it do not happen, no, because they're, they're about a thousand miles difference to what they were in my time. They were the, they were the lads. They were me to cut them down. But they were a bit too severe on the people, you know. If you had a dance here in this house, we'd say tonight, and they heard about it the following day, they'd send up for the man of the house, and he'd go down and they'd start to trace him. They'd be tracing him. They'd, they'd nearly kick him around the, the parochial house. Just for having a dance in the house? For night. having a dance, they wouldn't allow you by the girls going home together after the dance. I'm sure they were doing no harm. What were they doing? Which, if, what was really natural if they, if they put their hands around one another self? But you see, there was such a thing as matchmaking that time. You know, just in towns like it, we'll say in this time when our, is our chief to our little town, the most place, our, what we say, the, our, the biggest town we have like around in this time like. And we, you'd go there with butter or fares or something. And th- there'd be no one married that, at that time until Sharof. You know that time? Yeah. Eight weeks after, is it... Is it Christmas Day, no, but uh, the last day of Christmas, and uh, till out until Lint, that was the time they get married. They wouldn't get married in Lint. Sharof they used to call it Sharof Tuesday. Well, when you got married yourself, John, was it uh, a made match? Well, well, I'll tell you now. I'll tell you how it was. I, I, ha- I had, I had land up here above, it, and this house, you no, know, this house, laid this house. My wife came here visited. And I came down a class here, never known she was here. And I had a cord around, you know, what a cord around you, like, like a f- fisherman. Or, yeah. or, or worse still. But anyway, she was here. And we fell in talking. And from that hand, we made a bit of a match, the two of them. I was married in, in about a month's time. It must have been love at first sight, was it? Well, I don't know whether it was or not. I wanted one, and she may want a home too. Well, now, a lot of the other people around your area... Uh, got married as a result of matches, did they? Ah, uh, uh, that was married out before, you know, before my time, and in my time, they'd go to town, like, you know, and there'd be a man that'd want to, to get a wife or a son, like, and he'd meet another man in town that'd have a daughter, and he'd want to get a place for her. So they may go in for a drink, and the match would be drawn down, and the match would be made, or it'd be broken at one of the two. And the two people <coughs> who were really involved in the affair wouldn't know anything they about it They wouldn't know this thing was going on for that day. When he'd come home, the father, Mary, I have your match made. You have my match made, I'll make it myself. Stop now, you must do what I'll tell you, Mary. 
But anyway, the following day, Mary B. brought out to meet this fella in her best clothes, and, and they weren't very good. She'd be brought out to town to meet him. So they'd be brought in there to some appointed house, and they'd sit down there, and she'd have an item, and he'd be, be looking at it. And after she well, what do you think, boy and girl? She thinks she's all right. He's all right, too. The match was made. Now, there wouldn't and be any courtship be, at all, would there? Oh, he hadn't... They wouldn't his, get much time for that. He hadn't his lips laid ever down or yet. But uh, they'd be questioned they need a bit of money, you know. A dowry. You should give that £200. And there was fair good money going that time, wherever it was got. £200, And I suppose the girl now who wouldn't be very good-looking would have a good lot of money going with her. Well, you know, if she wasn't good-looking, she'd want a fair dowry, you know. She would. But if she was good-looking, she'd go for half of it, like. But the dowry, a good dowry now would make up for the, her lack in looks, would it? Well, you know, with some people, it would, a man that had badly want a strachel for working for him, like, he didn't care whether she was nice or not. Not with, But the young fellow, you know, that would be airy, like, he'd view her all over, and if she didn't take his eye, he wouldn't, he'd say... I, I will tell him if I would get married, I won't marry at all this year. Well, you're me much romance then in those relationships. Well, well, of course, these people had never seen one another until that day, that boy and girl. And then, then the old people, they were the dibbles, they'd put him sitting near one another. He may leave his hand in her leg, but no more for that day. <laughs> she wasn't his yet. <coughs> and did these marriages work out happily? That thing, there is no marriage now that worked out like him. They worked out top, and that man and woman fell into line, reared their children, had their children, and they don't know. I won't say that. How had their family? They didn't know a bit about the world, but they came anyway, and they worked like slaves together. And there were no marriage guidance counsellors in those days? There was that at all. There was only go to get married and throw you up into an old room. Do the best you can. And there would be no honeymoon either. What a honeymoon. They hadn't as much they had to bring him home from the chapel. Why <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean money? <coughs> no Well, was it because these marriages usually started off as a kind of a business partnership that they worked out with? That the people weren't expecting all that much uh, romantic romantically wise or romance wise, I should say. Well it was like this, you see, if you if you was there now and you had a son and your daughter would have gone away. You know, you to be a good thing, he to get a wife, like, to run the house with him, you see, run the business with him, and have a family. Of course, they were distraught and having a family, and a big family. Mm. I know there's houses around here now that there was 15 family in it. Mm. 16? Yeah. Wasn't that hard for That is very good, yeah. yeah. They, they had no trade market all. They weren't able to, able to stop themselves. I was I was thirty eight years when I got married. I wasn't well. I was at, I was time enough. If I had a fam, if I had a living family, I'd be time enough to marry them. I'd, I'd see a, a good age of their youth anyway. And then your wife died about twenty six years ago. Yes, she did. So you're on your own here ever since. I my, and and I, before I married, I was a, no. I had my mother the out to Mercina, and she was great. She'd have the. My bit of food done for me, you know. Comes a time when you look around and you see the ocean waiting for your eyes. 
John, did you ever do any fishing at all? We used to, you know, in in the old times, there'd be men. There are six houses here, no, so forth. Well, there'd be one family then fishing every day, and you see they'd share them with the people that wouldn't be fishing, and you do the same thing tomorrow. And we were all the time having fresh fish. And what kind of fish would they be? They were rockfish and mackerel, and there was another. Fishing it there caused the brain. Lovely white fish. Oh, next to the mackerel now. Now, you know the fish they have in Connemara? It's a kind of rock fish, and they call them bollocky. Bollocks. That's the, them are the very lads now. You'll get them at the very bottom of the cliff, you know, around the rocks. And you'll throw the baits to them, and they'll be there going around. Did you see them in Connemara? I did, and I often ate them too, John. And, the, and, and, and very tough and, they are. And aren't they nice? Well, you say they're lovely, no teeth. Oh, they're lovely fish, but they're very, you know, they're very tough, very tough texture to get your teeth into. Ah, uh, not at all. You, you mustn't get them, you mustn't get them uh, cooked at all. Or if you did just bad cook and that, you got, you hear me, that the, after the strangers come here and when they get them, we had a, we had a way of our own for cooking them, that, and the soup they had been, you know, the soup, you, the meat and onions and all this. Did you hear me? That's, that'd be the loveliest thing that you ever drank down into your tummy. And to do you good, I'd imagine. Well, it, you would, well, it wouldn't do you bad anyway. No. Well, you never ate any of the uh, balachy now, do you? I what you talking. I was eating balachs all my life. I was. And used to, my mother, the last missing us, she was the best tent to cook them balachs that anyone ever met. And you you may say that that'd be nice thick flour put in the, you know the soup and and you help me you drink that to something gorgeous this soup. But John, did you ever do any deep sea fishing? Go way out there in the bay, you know? Well, I do. We, we we had it. We had a canoe too, and we used to go out there fishing mackerel, and uh, you know we used to ha- we had a trammel trammel net it was called, like, and we get. Uh, well, a bank of fish, we'd sit there and where we'd know there'd be good places and we'd bring them home in bags and share them around the neighbours too. John, did you ever visit the Aran Islands? They're not very far yes, across I the was, bay there. I was nine miles up there after the hike said. I was in the Aran Islands three times, I was. And I went there, we went, there was a pattern day there one day, you know. Like a crowd of going aboard from the scanner, around 40 or 50. And we had a great day. And we stayed above and had a dance in the night in it. And came home in the morning. What did you think of the iron girls? You're, you're sure. They were, they were lovely girls. You'd have a lovely footlock in your hand with a shawl and you, you would never act the farther. 
But you'd want to know the language. You'd want to be able to speak Irish, wouldn't you? Well, well, no. Then they had they had a bit of the English too. They had Gaelic. They had. But they were very. Uh, they were nice. And they used to come here long ago, you know, fishing, and they'd come in here like and they'd stay stay here till the night pass away. You see, and they'd go off at, at the dawn of day, around two or three o'clock, to the nets again and take him. You see, they wouldn't have enough light. They used to sell the those bollocks to the Kudamara men for turf, like you know, and they'd they used to come down. They'd have some five or six trammels, and they'd be about say a hundred yards or more long, and they'd have they'd have the full of the canoe. They used to tin canoes of them from, and they have their uploaded. The fish was plenty at that time. They are not as is is plentiful now. John, when you look back over your life now, your very long life, and I hope you'll live many more years, are there any particular incidents or things that happened that make you happy? Well, you know, there is, if I could think of it really, you, should, you know, that a lot, a lot of things, don't forget what we were happy when we were poor. We weren't poor. We had enough to eat always. We was never hungry. But you know that... Uh, Things were kind of the money was was scarce, you know. That's the money wasn't there at all, only poor money. Well, uh, you know, I could tell you lots. We used, you know, how we'd have the greatest days you know, fishing above in the in the cliffs above, you know, in the high cliffs. That there was places you could go down very near the sea, down along the cliff, and spend a nice fine day there fishing. And you know that it was a lovely day to be in a place like it. No. And that was something that you got pleasure from and made you happy. Well, made me happy fishing there and the sun shining in, in, in the, our faces. And you know that it was next to him to be in it. Did you ever go around to the pubs? 
It is very little, and, and you know what was the phrase of is, is drinking my time? You'd, a vatless stout was too, no, a faintest stout was too and saved me, and a vatless, I drank forth for a finny a glass. Well, it wouldn't take much then to get you drunk, would it? It wouldn't take much then, and, and it was better to drink the what's in it now. They said yeah, they used to say that when you'd leave the glass on the counter, if you left it long and it'd stick to the stick to the counter, it was so that fourth was so thick and good. Yes, you ever go drinking out on Joseph McHugh's in this gunner? Well, Joe Mc, Joseph McHugh wasn't there at Harshore. His his uncles or his, gran, his grandfather was in it. His uncles, an uncle, another lad. Very fair. Don't we? We no one going into trouble the night that that we kicking a football and it to be that night or kicking something and after they wouldn't have the football with some kind of an old kind of a ball that make their self. Well, I, I never went drinking, especially you know. Okay. Black and tan war around here. Ah, she do. Does I remember him? I do well remember him. And I remember to be here one morning that was named Lorries there outside in the road. Well, this is a very remote place now for lorries of black and tans to come. Well, you know, what the, were they looking for? I'll tell you, looking for the boys in the run, you know. Looking for the boys in the run. You know, the, the boys used to be in the run here. And you know, when, when they'd be, when they'd be going like that, when the, when the soldiers are come, the, the lads that have been the run is run for the cliffs and and hadn't they they came one morning and they for the crowd this way and they had another crowd up with the cliffs before and when they'd come so they didn't tell you but they they killed a few lads in, in that, that day they saw them running like and they shot him well did you take any part now in the black and tan war John I did. Uh, I was. I was a volunteer at the age of fifteen years, and I fifteen. What I was seventeen. Well, I was joined the volunteers that time, gone every evening, and my wit for the shore drilling, and doing everything that we wanted, black and rods and everything. Well, did you see much action? Well, I. I tell you, I didn't. I didn't have for turn. I was under arms. I was under arms. You know. We, the t- when the black and tans, the lads was in the run here, we lads that knew the place that we put out, you know, in the fields, if they came to fire them to slow them down, you know, and that was that was that I was under arms then. Well, you fired shots anyway. I fired shots. I did. I did. Tell the truth. And we won't ask you if you hit anybody or not. No. Well, well, I won't tell you now anything about that. I won't. No, that isn't so good to be telling those old tales now. But was that a worrying time for you, John? Well, I got was because, and you hear me, you didn't know the minute that warn yourself in the house. If they got one lad within the queue, they'd shoot, they'd shoot me you now for being a young man, and they'd shoot my father because he was bald, and they'd shoot the lads, they'd catch every one of them. 
So I'm telling you, you wouldn't be very happy if they were around and what they took them into you. Well, did you have to spend then many nights away from home uh, on the run? Well, I'll tell you, I, I wasn't in, in that, uh, I wasn't in the road like that way I could come around home. There was that great tour, there was a certain lad, you know, and we had lads here from Kerry, and they was here and we feed them. And you know that they eat all we had in the house, four or five of them, and they never got a shilling out of it. My father was stone mad about de Valere and politics. You know that uh, if you said anything to de Valere, we could nearly get a blow of a fist or a blow of a stick or something. Was he regarded as a kind of god around there? De Valere? Well, he was. You know, he was the most, they claimed that he was the most truthful man that ever came to Clare. Well, that was good men, Daniel O'Connell. It says, I'll clear every kind of a politician that was ever any good came on to County Clare. It is there as far he was elected. You shouldn't have 18,000. 18,000 over four. Now, John, you went to meet him one day. Your father brought you to meet him. He did the tours, went down to Innes. We went to Innes in a common cart. And wasn't that a long way? Well, no, it wasn't often people went far. But we did go down, and there was some man that introduced my father to him. He knew that he was a great, and, I, and they had great shake hands and a great a bit of Irish they had. Well, what did you think of de Valera at that time? You were a young fellow. I thought he was the greatest man that... Ireland never produced anywhere. That's what I thought of him. I think there was no man ever came since nor will come as truthful as him. And how many miles was it now to, to Ennis? About uh, to, to, 14, uh, 15 to, was it? Why statute miles it be up to 30 miles. And you went in the horse and cart? We went in a horse and cart in it. We did. And do you remember anything else about that day? Well, I'd sure I just remember the long road going in coming, and that was enough for me to think of that after to see de Valera and no place of a dinner or anything, or eat no dinner. The land of Valihrach has changed a lot since I was young because there's, there's manure gone out now by the tons. And there was only a bag or two gone out when I was young. And of course, there, there wasn't the grass. Valley Herach is some of the best land that's in Ireland, as good as what's in Ireland today. And that's a strange thing to say. And long in my time, it was bare and hard and not, not any good grass. Sometimes, a bit in the summer, but it doesn't last like it does now. Well, the world in general, John, now has changed a lot since uh, you were a little fellow. And uh, Ballyherrock is more or less isolated. It's a very, very isolated place. Has it changed now? Has it been influenced by the changes in the big world outside? Yes, it has, it has. And the people, you know, they're, they're smarter now than they were in my time, you know. They read the paper and they have the television and everything. And they know all about it. sure... The, the t- things didn't happen out in the States when we have it here before a, half an hour or an hour. I'd say, isn't that a great change? Well, do you like those changes, John? 
Sure. Well, I, I would sure I'd like everything to be getting better, although there are lots of things that I'd say that isn't getting better. What would you say now is not getting better? I don't know. The people aren't the, the, the people were nicer that time. Here in my time, you hear me? They were like all they were all like brothers and sisters together. But now they're that everyone is watching you now, trying to make money out of you if he can, or she can, and that's the difference that's in people now. Do you think that people nowadays are too interested in money? I know they're and that they're all everyone, all men and women, therefore they're set now, and you can go to hell if I won't say it. I shouldn't say that, but they don't care for the you liver day so long as they're safe as well off. But that would hardly be true now in a small place like this, wouldn't the neighbours still be as friendly as ever? They, they would not, they would not, and there's miles difference to long ago on them. You, you meant to tell me that they'd go fishing today and give you some of their fish and give it to you and keep eating for a day or two. Would they do that? No, they would not. Well, John, you spend evenings here watching television and that, and you notice a lot of changes in life, such as divorce and contraception and all those things. What do you think of all these things now? I, I, don't, I, I don't like divorce anyway. It is, it is, a, bad, it is a bad job. Contraceptives is bad. Well, I mean to say, sure, they could be worse. It could be worse. But divorce is a va- is a bad. What about when they'll be all divorced? They'll be no one married. <laughs> won't that happen? And they're all for it now. Sure, we won't be married anymore. You hear about the next? Uh, we we won't be going into graveyards, bad days. They will be brought away and thrown into the furnace of Vernus. Wouldn't that be great? You wouldn't I, like that. I would, I would, I'd be for that, mind you know. I'd rather to be burned than the maggots to be gone in and out through our mo- in our mouth and in up our nose. <laughs> and you wouldn't mind your ashes now being left in a little bowl or in a little urn on somebody's mantelpiece. I, well, I, I, I could put it wherever I'd sure I couldn't because I'd be gone. Sure somebody that, else might do it. Some, that, I tell you, they won't leave your ashes very long in any place now. They'll give it, they'll give it to see Smart. 